Dangerous Three Thinking, Part Two. What did you find? A curtain. The message was, there's a certain curtain behind which is the remaining feelings and memories, but it can't be opened from the middle. It's like a stage curtain. It has to be raised. They assumed that you would try to deal with all the feelings, but what's behind the curtain can't be opened until you've dealt with the last of the parts, and they've been integrated. So I found death and destruction, and the hourglass and non-budline patients. The tree and the hourglass, this patient informed me, were made of sand because we were meant to die. We're expendable. We're the chosen generation. I've heard variously that it crystal clear or blood that fills the hourglass is non-bloodline people. By the way, you can do real simple things like turn the hourglass on its side so nothing can fall out. So Syme stands still to be able to do certain types of work. Spread the grains of sand on the seashore so that they can't be numbered and the time will not be counted. I got that idea from a ritual abuse victim who had seen some of this type of programming done on other therapists she was seeing. So those would be just a few other hints about the things that may be helpful or meaningful. We're talking about very intensive things and at deep levels. This gives of two things. One thing it gives to me is hope because it gets to material and it makes progress like nothing else we've ever seen with these people who have it. The second thing it does for me is demoralizes me because although five years ago I had a pretty good idea about the extent and breadth of what they've done to these victims, I had no real appreciation for the depth and breadth and intensity of what they've done. How many of them can get well? We don't know. Of course, the more we learn about this, the better are the chances of recovery. As with most things in the mental health profession, we accept the statistics that two-thirds of the patients are going to improve, maybe 70%. I think one of the sad things we have to face is that many of these patients will probably never be well. My personal belief is that, that if they are going to be messed with, their only hope of getting well is that they can somehow get out of contact. Now I hope and I know patients who've gone to other states and simply had deep level alters pick up the phone and call and say, this is our new address and phone number, so that they could be picked up locally. I mean, in an inpatient unit for an extended period of time. If they're in a cult, they're still being monitored and messed with. My own personal opinion is we can't get to them well and can't offer more than humanitarian caring and supportiveness. My own personal belief is few, if any, with this kind of programming are well in this country yet. Could you be more specific and speculate on the relationship between this stuff and the fantasy games that have been proliferating? Dungeons and Dragons and that sort of thing. Well, there are a lot of things out there to cue people. You want to see a great movie, interesting movie, to cue people. Go see Trancers 2. You can rent it in your video shop. One might in sheer desperation for something at the video store, you know. Nine o'clock on Friday night, everything's gone. I rented a couple of movies, and one of them is fascinating. They're talking about Green World Order. Yes, Trancers 2. 
And who is the production company? Full Moon Productions. I couldn't see much queuing on Trancher's 1. But who's the production company in Trancher's 2? After Productions. Or Alter Productions. Some patients have told us that all this spook stuff, horror stuff, possession, and everything else that's been popularized in the last 20 years in Hollywood is in order to soften up the public so that when the satanic world takes over, everyone will be desensitized to so many of these things. It's also being used to continually cue lots of people out there. Is it true? I can't definitely tell you. What I can say is that I now believe that the ritual abuse programming is widespread, it's systematic, it's very well organized, form of highly esoteric information. It has not been published anywhere. The system is not described in any book, nor it has been discussed on any talk show. We've collected it from victims of mind control from all over this country and several foreign countries. Do you have any techniques for decreasing your level of uncertainty that a patient is for it not being still tampered with? Ask several of the parts I've inquired about. Core, Diana, Wisdom, Master, Programmer, several parts inside. Ask about those sorts of things and keep asking. I wonder if you've heard or know of the Martin Luther bloodline. I know nothing about the Martin Luther bloodline. I'll give you one other quick tip. Ask it about an identification code. There's an identification code that people have. It will involve their birth date. It may involve places where they were programmed and it will usually involve a number that will be their birth order, like 02 if they were second born. It will usually involve a number that represents the number of generations in the cult, if they are bloodlines. I've seen up to 12 now. 12 generations. I've seen a lot of things you've been describing today in several patients. I wanted to ask you a question about the seven systems. Are there seven systems? There's been a lot described in some patients. Yes, the seven systems. Have you ever had any evidence where any of these people have been tagged? And how about their body parts that might be related to this private parts in particular? Well, there are certainly people that have had tattoos and a variety of other things. Some have been documented in cases. It's very courageous of you to meet with us like this, doctor. The material you've given us is most helpful. A dear friend who's on the top of the people in the field has had, like me, death threats. He struggled professional credibility in believing MPD a long time before it was generally accepted. He was harshly criticized for believing in it 20 years ago, but he continues to struggle for this point and professional credibility. In his heart of hearts, he knew MPD was real. Today he knows about this cult programming, this government programming, but he will say things like, I wouldn't be surprised to find tomorrow it was an international conspiracy, and I wouldn't be surprised to find tomorrow that's an urban myth and legend. He tries to stay right on the fence, and the reason is because it's controversial, because there is a campaign underway saying all these things, these memories, along with memories of incest and alien abductions and satanic rituals, are false and induced by Oprah and books like the courage to heal, and by naive therapists using hypnosis. It's controversial. My personal opinion has come to be, if they're going to kill me, they're going to kill me. 
there's going to be an awful lot of information that's been put away that'll go investigative reporters and multiple investigative agencies. If I ever have an accident, there'll be a lot of people pushing for a very large scale investigation. I think it's time the mental health professionals stand up to some kind of moral conscience. I've waited until we've gotten enough verification from independent places to have some real confidence that this is real and widespread.